All right, we are running a little bit late, but not as late as normal, so I think it's time to get started. Woo! Hell yeah! Party on! Welcome to the Fun Interactive Podcast! Woo! <laughs> All right, let's back up and restart. That was not what I was ready for. That is not okay. I am super excited, actually, about tonight's special guest. Tonight's special guest is one of the first guests we've ever had on the podcast who probably has insightful things to say. <laughs> that's that's not true. We've had uh, Bethesda employees on. We've had uh, Magic, um, you know, pro, pro Tour players on. We've had mm. Griffin on. <laughs> All right, so uh, Arkham Warlock, please tell us how you feel about the Punisher. <laughs> the, the Punisher, wow. Uh, first off, that would actually qualify. I would have to qualify by seeing that. <laughs> Well, okay, so welcome to uh, Arkham Warlock is his uh, online handle. Uh, this is the guy who runs those amazing surveys, who goes out all the time. Welcome to the show, man. We're super happy to have you here. We've been talking about having you on for a long time. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here, and I'm very excited to talk about the uh, the latest survey that I just ran. Yeah, Sweet. if people aren't familiar, uh, Warlock's been doing surveys for uh, the Legends community for a long time. This was not the first survey. Um, specifically though, because I, I know, but I don't think other people know, why don't you talk about your background, uh, in surveys and analytics, because I'm a data guy, like I work in data analytics during the day. And so whenever I get to hear somebody else nerd out about stuff and talk about it, it gets me excited. So, uh, why don't you tell people about your education? <laughs> sure. So, uh, I actually graduated with my master's degree in basic and applied social psychology and evaluation in 2016. Um, and part of that psychology degree included a very rigorous statistics gauntlet, uh, which paired with that, I also had some courses dealing specifically with survey methodology. And throughout the course of all of this, I had tried my best to kind of integrate the things that I was learning about research methods with games. Uh, one of the, the earliest survey projects that I did was actually developing a scale for assessing sexist aggression in first-person shooter environments using Destiny as a platform. Oh, wow. That, yeah, that was a lot of fun to do. We, we got some kind of inconclusive results just because, you know, we were just starting out, we were just learning all of this, so, you know, not everything was carried out perfectly, but it was a great first start, and it really got me thinking, you know, like I could, I could do this for a living. Uh, I got to ask you a question. Um, mm -hmm. So yesterday on the ladder, I played against a guy named Red Pillar. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> I'm curious if you think that there's more sexist aggression amongst uh, online card players or online shooter players. <laughs> you know, that's a, that's an interesting question. Um, if just for the fact that when, you know, when you're, when you're playing against somebody in, most games you have you have some some line of communication with them uh in in a lot of games uh like mmos for example you're going to have some kind of like general chat or uh instant message function that where you can communicate in full sentences between one another hard games are inter interesting because um identities and intentions when you're speaking are actually a little ambiguous because uh, like in legends for example we really only have you know hello good game uh what was it i think 
didn't Hearthstone eventually get rid of their their threaten emote? I think they actually had that one, or was it the sorry? I think they, it they was sorry. Of, I think it was sorry. Yeah, they got rid of sorry and they replaced it with something else. I don't know what, but so I think that perceived aggression definitely goes up in card games because the full message isn't being communicated because the person who's receiving the message yeah. actually sits there and ruminates. It's like. Oh well, this this guy with the wood elf emote is sitting there spamming "prepare to die," and you know, <laughs> what what does that mean? It's like, does this does this guy really want me to have a bad day? Is he saying, <laughs> is he like really proud of this trump card that he's about to drop? What's happening? Right. So, uh, I yeah, that, that's, a, that's a really interesting line of thought. Uh, yeah, I I would actually this might shock some people. I actually think that there probably is more just baseline aggression in digital card games than there are shooters most shooters have have some sort of like team format right and yeah there's at least some level of like social interaction that occurs there it might not be great don't get me wrong you know everybody is you know sleeping with everybody else's mothers and so on and so forth but (laughs) there is at least like some level of interaction whereas uh a lot of card players fall, uh, you know, sadly, stereotypically, um, into a little more uh, antisocial personalities and and, uh, you're not getting that level of interaction. And uh, I mean, think about it, Uh, you know, on Reddit or on the forums or whatever, there's a lot of posts about people who are like, does anybody else get like really angry when they play this game? Um, I mean, I I can relate to that anger, actually. I mean, like, (laughs) I'm a a pretty chill guy, right? But like, there was a stream like last week where I said "fuck you" and I flipped off the screen while I was playing, and, yeah. and like I, did, I wasn't like I, like you know, I wasn't aggressive, but like in the moment I was, I was pissed. Well, sure, but it's just one of those like like if I'm playing a shooter right and I'm playing yeah. with my buddies or whatever and something happens like you yeah. can kind of like argue it out right there, you know, like you do your trash talk, you get it off your chest, and then you're done. But like with card games, like it's just a mental spiral, right? Yeah. Like it's. It's, I don't know. That's it's fair. different. Legends is also, I mean, I, I don't have a whole lot of card game experience, but I do know that in Legends, frequently you've lost before you've lost. Like, yes. <laughs> and you, so you have some time to think about this, <laughs> you know, and, and let's say, let, let, uh, let's say for instance, you're a guy who records videos for YouTube. And so sometimes you have to stick these things out in case something interesting happens that, you know, you want to put online. <laughs> So you sit there then for another five minutes after you've lost the game, but you're still playing the game, you know, and that it it, it can grate down on you. Yeah, uh, you know, another interesting thing, too, about having to communicate through a card game is that it's very much an action that you have to self-select to do. Like, like you really have to elect to do this. You have to go look up that look up your match history, find that person's username, add them after the fact. And then type out your angry message. So, like, if you're if you're really bent enough yeah. to do this, then yeah. And think about how often that happens, right? Like, that's that's why I would lean towards card games as potentially just having I don't know more more anger. Maybe not a maybe aggression's the wrong word, but definitely more anger. I think. Do you think there's something about the nature of card games that specifically attracts people with uh, maybe um, a sh- like a uh, less diverse set of social <laughs> uh, coping skills? Uh, I I wouldn't know. That's sort of more of in like the uh, 
the personality aspect of psychology and i tend to with my research i tend to focus more on like in the moment like state emotive qualities at the time so fair enough actually this is the kind of this is the form of psychology that i specialize in but i don't have an answer <laughs> i mean here's here's what to i'll pose fair, to I'm you only, justin I'm only a year and a half through my graduate yeah program, here, here's what i'll pose to you justin uh go to because you're in a big city right so i'm sure you've got like more than one yeah. comic and gaming shop there go to yeah. like three look yeah. around and tell me what you see and then send me some dms on twitter and i'll laugh about it later that's fair. Actually, when I when I built that cube for QuakeCon, uh, I had to spend like three hours at a fucking gaming store, which was more time than I've. Well, no, I mean I've spent. I, I played a couple Magic tournaments over the years, um, like uh, sealed events and drafts and stuff. But uh, there were three people working there, and they were all helping me find this cube because it was just like full of like super fucking esoteric cards that they mm-hmm. had to like dig for. I mean, you saw the cube; it was awful. Yeah. But like. <laughs> intentionally so but yeah i mean as somebody who did really well in that draft i think it was fine uh, that's fair <laughs> <laughs> that's fair that's fair but um one of the guys seemed just like just like a dude just, you know just like the kind of guy that i would meet in, in any sort of like professional environment um that i would find myself in uh real chill to talk to and like didn't mind having a, like a basically three hour kind of like you know spotty conversation with this guy the other two guys, <laughs> uh, one of them kept leering at, at Sandra and saying vaguely inappropriate things, and the other one, like, just felt like it seemed like was really, really like anxious whenever I tried to engage him in some kind of like conversation. Um, so yeah, that that kind of fits. That makes sense. That makes sense. The one guy was real cool though. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to go back to that store though because of the one dude. Yeah, I mean, there's a few of us. You know, I worked at a comic and gaming store for a long time, and yeah. I was definitely the weird one. So, so before no, we hold on, no, hold, we've hung out before in social situations. You're not you're not weird and awkward. Oh, I'm definitely <laughs> weird and awkward. You're I cr- weird. I create weird, the like, weird and awkward situations. It's like idiosyncratic, right? Like in the same way that like I'm kind of weird, right? But like we're not like yeah. difficult to approach. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's fair. Yeah. So before we dive into the results, there's one last thing. I know we mentioned it a few times before, but uh, now that he's now that he's here, uh, how do you feel, Charles, about mm-hmm. being the first ever guest who bought their way onto the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Oh, all right. So this is our way of saying thank you. Today. By the way, this is our way of saying thank you. Yeah, I have, we have to give you credit while you're here tonight, because first of all, the coolest letter I've ever received as a result of Legends, uh, and an amazing gift. Uh, we like there was never any question how we were going to repay you, and and we just, I mean, besides the podcast thing, which is kind of really more just like torture, but you know, like, I mean, it was so incredibly cool of you, and and like it's it's it breaks my heart actually we didn't get to hang out there together. Yeah, it and, was. Uh... Sorry, go on. I was going to say Zenkarn in chat. Yes, you can buy your way on. Uh, send me a DM. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was it was definitely a little heartbreaking personally that I didn't get to go to PAX West um, because that was also going to be the first like big gaming convention that I was going to get to go to with my wife. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, as soon as I got the news that we weren't going to be able to afford 
the ticket, the, uh, the travel tickets to get up there, I was like, I, I can turn this into a positive experience. And so, you know, went to Twitter, you were the first one that popped up and I was like, yeah, absolutely. Here you go. Boom. <laughs> well, thank you very much, man. It was, it was really sweet. Uh, Mr. Warlock here, uh, sent us both these really cool letters, um, along with PAX badges to PAX West. And that's how we got in. And so we paid him back. Do you want to tell him what you sent him, Charmer? I mean, I've been pretty public about it. Uh, I gave okay. him uh, one of the artifact beta keys. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I just, see, I didn't know if you had been, because I actually yeah. had never told anyone what I did with mine. <laughs> well, I don't, yeah, yours is, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, I, it was more than well-deserved, so. Sweet. It was the least I could do. <laughs> well, I'm very excited to try that out whenever, whenever closed beta happens officially. Um, but I will say I'm a little, I, I don't want to say intimidated, but I've, I've seen some gameplay of artifact and it's like, whoa, <laughs> so someone said, hold my beer and made a third lane. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've played a little artifact, and um, it's very, very, very complicated. <laughs> yeah, it's. I you know Justin and I have said it uh, a bit. It's very different from Legends, like yeah. you know all card games are competitors of each other. So like saying it's a full on not a competitor is untrue. But, like, for people who are looking for a specific style of game, like, if style matters to you, then Artifact is just not a competitor for Legends. They play uh, wildly different. Um, Artifact, in many ways, almost feels more like a board game to me than a card game when I play it. I'm not saying the cards don't matter, um, yeah. but it, it there's just a lot of, like, moving pieces uh, and thinking ahead um, in a good way. Like, I really enjoy it, but it's just, it's wildly different. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, it's if it's like any card game, I feel like it's like Clank. It's Clank, Jesus. It's like uh, Gwent, and I. But I, I like Artifact, and I dislike Gwent. So, <laughs> what do you think about Gwent? Me, um, yeah. I've played a little bit of it. Uh, admittedly, that was whew, several months ago. Um, back when it was first just going into. I went into open beta for a little while didn't it before it suddenly and mysteriously vanished off the face of the earth yeah actually i think people just stopped playing it oh well <laughs> well i i know that there was uh what was it cd project red just sort of they they sort of yeah hibernated for the summer and we're like we're gonna we're gonna come back with this after we've worked out some kinks i think they're actually re-releasing now with uh i think it's called hand of the gwent <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's a fair assessment. I I enjoyed playing Gwent when I was playing it in the closed beta. Um, I actually played a lot of it when it was in the closed beta. I made some videos for it on YouTube, but I found that it was the kind of game that I couldn't play for really long stretches. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like I could, I could exactly. pick it up and I could play a couple of games, and I would be like, yeah, I had fun, but anything more than I don't know, like between three to five in a row. Um, especially because of the way that it's designed, it felt ultra repetitive. Um, yeah. and 
I just need a little bit more variation in my, in my life. I'm the kind of person that always says that I, I don't think that RNG is necessarily bad. I think there's a lot of uh, really good forms of variance in RNG. Um, Gwent almost... At parts of the, the closed beta, the decks were so consistent that it almost felt like chess. Like it was... It, your card sequencing might might vary between like one and three cards a game tops and i just like i can't sit down and play chess for you know four hours straight without losing my mind uh, i'm just not wired I, I enjoy chess and i can play a couple of games but i can't do it for like four hours straight and gwent was the same way to me it's a great game um yeah it's just not something wait that, no it's not a great game no. i i think it is i think that it's got <laughs> uh, a lot of good things going for it and yeah. i keep an eye on it and i still i'll play it periodically but um i just can't can't do it for big stretches yeah and you know what i discovered this week actually is like that for me as well is magic the gathering arena same admittedly yeah i i i've even actually like i have the beginnings of an infinite run uh with sealed i paid for one and i'm on my fourth and i just don't want to play anymore <laughs> <laughs> I was also like that after the closed beta for that game as well. Um, yeah. No, because, same here. Yeah. yeah, because I... Magic... Like, I enjoy Magic. I love playing Magic. But Magic, to me, is the game that I enjoy playing in person. It's a physical card game. It's designed to be a physical card game. I think it's more enjoyable in person. Um, yeah. When I play it digitally, it just feels, like, kind of hollow and annoying. <clears throat> to the uh, To the credit of Wizards of the Coast, however, I will say that my immediate impression of arena after it came out of closed beta was they they did so much work overhauling their client and making the usability of that client feel so crisp even though even though there are definitely moments in that game where your actions are bogged down by opponents you know queuing up several different uh, procs off of one another it's so smooth to move between each of those actions yeah yeah, it comes, it, the the engine or whatever is clearly capable of some pretty intense stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Because I mean, it's magic, which can get you know like exponentially more complicated board states than anything Legends or Hearthstone is capable of. Mm -hmm. uh, so I mean, as an engineering feat, it's great. But <laughs> like, it's it's for some reason I just don't enjoy it at all. <laughs> and 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 as far as Gwent goes, Gwent just made me feel stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I'm, I'm totally honest. Like, I, I I know I'm not like dumb. I know I'm also not like the smartest guy in the world. But like, playing Gwent, I felt like the optimal play was like the only play every turn. Right? There was no room for like improv improvisation or for uh, you know being intentionally like uh, dramatic to see what would happen. You know, it was just math. It's just math. Every single game was just math, and like that was just boring to me. Like with Legends and, and with Hearthstone, I think too, which is why Hearthstone is such a great game to watch. Uh, there, are these, there are these moments of flourish where, like, it's like I'm going to do this ridiculous thing, and I never felt like that playing Gwent. Gwent to me feels like the final form of blackjack. That's my impression of. It. Yeah, I think that I think that the best, like, I think that there's probably an optimal Gwent play every turn. And I don't think that is necessarily the case with Legends. I think a computer could play Gwent better than any human being. <laughs> I think that's probably fair.
but with Legends, have you played against the AI recently? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, actually. Just uh, I just recently picked up my five aces in solo arena title. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> there, there's only four aces in a deck. That sounds like you're cheating. <laughs> um. I do. I mean, like, I have stopped playing Solo Arena, which is a bummer because it was the, my favorite way to play the game. The AI right now is uh, not great. <laughs> Needs a little work. That's okay though. It's it's an iter- iterative process, which is something that I'll talk about when we get to the results. Well, right. And I mean, like, and I think that, like, uh, really, as as I don't, I, I don't know. I assume you're around our age. Uh, we were born in the '80s. Um, our entire like pop culture like science fiction lives have been preparing for us for this moment as we watch machines uh evolving right so <laughs> i <hate> to <laughs> always come back to fucking skynet but like it didn't just start off with like this like master network that was like running this you know satellites and like blowing people up from orbit and judgment day and shit no it took years to get to that point solo arena is just like the infant skynet right pretty soon like it'll start killing vivek and then uh taking over the world in fact, I think I read a post by that time traveler guy, C-Spence 2099, who said that this was going to happen. <laughs> oh, I love those posts. <laughs> Do you really? <laughs> <laughs> <You're>... <laughs> Oof. My tastes have been challenged. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't going to say anything. but I'm not saying anything either. <laughs> but yeah, you, you have poor taste if you enjoy those. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Like you might as well say you enjoy reading like the the Hive Offender acid trips. Dude, Hive Offender is the best content anyone in the Legends community makes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Shinar says he feels like he's listening to Hive Offender. I'm actually working on a, a new type of video for Legends content. Just stay tuned if you're interested in a live-action Hive Offender type thing. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the South Park episode um, where they were trying to teach an iPad to read. <laughs> have, you, have you seen this? I have not, no. It's it's making fun of Human Centipede. It's called Human Centipad. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so they, uh, you know, sew some people together along with an iPad. Jeez. Presumably something like that is uh, on the other end of the screen when you're playing against Solo, yeah. Solo Arena. <laughs> or somebody named Red Pillar. Probably, dude. Derek, I need you to take over. Like, I am tra- railroading this, <laughs> this What? Are, are, are you sure? <laughs> Look, so we've entered the time of year where I don't have a day off until no- November, right? Like... You know, I work full time. I'm in grad school, and like I'm going to trainings all weekends and stuff. So like, I I just like get a little like slap happy sometimes when I'm not working. Yeah, that's that's where we're at. Yeah, that's the problem though, is that you're slap happy, and I'm trying not to yell at people. So why don't we hear about the survey results? Let's do that. <laughs> Let's do that. I'm sorry. Wait, sure wait, hold on. We we have the typical stuff we didn't do yet. Tell us, Mister Warlock, how did you get into Elder Scrolls Legends? Okay, well. So I'm actually a day one closed beta player. Um, I, yeah, so I saw the news at E3 2015, you know, that was uh, not the best received by the in-house audience, but I saw it and I was like, okay, you know what? It's, it's a little off 
a little left field from what Bethesda normally does, but I'm, I'm about it. I'm going to give it a shot. So I went to go sign up for the beta. Like all signups like that, you sign up and you forget a few months later, but you know, then I got the email and off I went. And the first thing that I made was a mono blue action. Well, not a mage, obviously, because it didn't have yellow, but it was basically action mage. <laughs> Uh, this was also back when Firebolt could actually hit face two. So yeah, it was yeah, yeah. The, the core of it was Crystal Tower Crafter, also pre nerf. Yeah, yeah. Firebolts, Hex Mage, uh, Hex Mage, Cunning Ally, uh, which was at that point generating more face damage and then throwing some ice spikes. And like yeah. that was that was the base of it. And uh, Abyssinian Navigator. Yeah. No, definitely not. <laughs> God damn it, dude. That's a 3-1 for 2. It's so aggro. Yeah, but... Back it, then, that was too slow. Yeah. Yes, it was. Back when you had 2-2 Murkwater Savage for 2, that was absolutely too slow. Yeah, and old uh, Rothgar Kingpin. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. There was a time when orcs were the, one of the scariest things in the world, yeah. Also, the other thing I liked about old Murkwater Savage, we were just talking about this the other night. Um mm -hmm. Ungulum, you know, a lot of people forget Ungulum used to be a 2-1, and right. it was it was actually, like, at 2-1, entirely worth running in literally everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's funny, I I find myself getting into these conversations a lot of talking about the cards that were in closed beta, and inevitably it always goes down the same path of, like, y'all remember Murkwater Savage? I do. <laughs> Y'all remember Soul Rest Marshall? Sure do. Yeah, that's eight, true. Eight cost task had so that you could uh, you could use your three three kinsman to get you the health lead, and then yeah. that went into ring into Soul Rest, and that let yeah. you play your discounted Tazcad because Thieves Guild reduced Tazcad by two, so he was six. But that was exactly mm -hmm. the right amount after Soul Rest. Like it, it used to be, yep. used to be in, insane. Tempo mm. Archer, that was the best. Yeah. Uh, hey, back, when, back when I could still hit legend. <laughs> oh, you and me both, brother. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, shall <laughs> I shall I go into the survey results? Yeah. So, uh, let's hear it. Let's let's see what we did. Also, the answer to your wife's question is Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. All right. So, uh, my face is going to vanish for a moment here while the survey come the results come up. So. Bye, everyone. See you in a minute. Bloop. Hey! Where'd he go? He's a warlock. Damn. There we go. Alright, so I figured what would be the best way to cover these is to just go kind of uh, slide by side, slide by slide that I've prepared and talk about each topic as, you know, it sparks an interest because there, there are some things where it's just like okay sure that's we get it move on but there are other things that i think warrant a discussion we'll we'll get to that but sweet let's rock and roll i have to uh, tab out of uh twitch and into discord <laughs> what you mean slay the spire get the fuck <laughs> out of here no i'm not i'm actually totally engaged tonight Except uh, I keep you yeah, going. Go you're not you're <laughs> not engaged at all. You and Sandra got married like months ago, dude. That's fair. <laughs> that is true. That is true. 
All right. Uh, so. To clarify, because uh, I've seen it come up in chat a few times, asking what is this survey? So about, I think it was two weeks ago now, it, it was literally the day after the new client refresh for Legends went live. I decided to launch a survey to try and get people's opinions about the usability and the aesthetic appeal of the new client. And, you know, for better or worse, I think I got some pretty accurate data as far as that day goes. Um, <laughs> which which isn't to say that I think that <laughs> these results are still represent representative of the legends population. They're not, they're not wholly representative to start with because I sampled people from various Twitch streams, which uh, we can thank Paulo Diogo and Eolus for propagating the survey. So massive thanks to you. I know hey, Eolus is I chat. helped, I shared. Okay, and also thanks to Charmer then. I didn't know that you shared. Yeah, you uh, asked me to share it in the Discord, and I, I did so. And I think I was the first person who retweeted it as well. You're like the first person to retweet me on everything, come to think of it. Yeah, I know. You're really oh. interesting. I'm not at all outside your window. Uh, whoa. <laughs> all right, so the first... <clears throat> The first thing that, you know, I, I sort of covered in this report was, you know, just a general, um, sorry, just a second. The mic freaked out for a moment. There. I was going to say, I think your mic cut out. So is it safe yeah, to say that this is the kind of survey that's going to be akin to if Delta Airlines did a survey on September 12th? Fuck. Fuck, dude. Fuck. Jeez. <laughs> Whew. <laughs> abort abort <laughs> tide pods they're delicious dude kavanaugh got confirmed can we not say abort ah you're right we can't even say it anymore like let's not set off any alarms man fuck oh boy all right I so about that survey <laughs> i hope there's an editing process anyway <laughs> so uh just gonna i in the report i just sort of briefly go over um <laughs> you know who who participated in the survey from a demographic perspective, um, which again is more representative of the people who self-selected on Reddit and Twitch rather than, you know, the entirety of people who play Legends. Because if I had actually gotten that, there would be way more people that played on, on the mobile client. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. uh, so I managed to get, <laughs> I managed to get 109 people total. Um, that's like and, twice the size of the Legends player base. Oh. <laughs> twice the size of the stream's current viewership. Oof. Fuck. Oof. Uh, we pick up most know. of our podcast viewers. Uh, <laughs> I can't even finish that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> We're still waiting for the rebroadcast to host us. <laughs> I'm, I'm hosting us right now. Oh. Oh. Uh. Nothing makes no. me lose it like Justin losing it. <laughs> I'm just going to start vaping. I'm going to mute myself, guys. Good luck. <laughs> oh, boy. Don't leave me alone with him. <laughs> so. Oh, it's hard to focus now. Anyway. So. The the good news is a uh, nice piece of information is that compared to previous surveys that I had run. Um, had ran. Average uh, weekly play was about like 12 hours. It's actually gone up since then, at least compare, you know, comparing from sample to sample. 
most of the people, not surprisingly, are you know mostly PC users. Then we've got a large number of mobile users as well. Uh, I was actually kind of surprised to find as many tablet users within that within that sample. And you know, then just basic information from then are ninety one percent of the of the sample audience male. Most of them located in North America. Pretty typical. Ninety percent male. Yeah, yeah, ninety one was what it said. I think that's actually that overrepresents females, as far as the larger demographics of the game goes. So uh, important to important to mention with that statistic is that I also offered an option on the survey to um, identify as non-binary um, or to to opt to not say to bleh, opt to not identify as any particular gender for anybody who you know maybe okay. maybe exploring at the time um fair fair so the the actual numbers for that would be 91% male 5% female and 4% non-binary was about how it how it wound up okay okay uh, you know, so YouTube, uh, <clears throat> a quick aside about demographics, about the players of the game, uh, YouTube collects like an intrusive amount of data <laughs> on people who watch my channel. And the highest my female viewership has ever been has been 2.2%. So all that really says, Justin, is that people are more likely... Uh, if they are women, to watch those other content creators where the survey was posted than they are to watch you. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure, actually, that I... Uh, I th <laughs> 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 no. No. no, that's not true. I see your stats. I just don't believe them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you collect data about age as well? Yes, I did. The average age was actually about 28 years old. That is what I get to. Yeah. Yeah, I've always found that Legends as a player base skews older than several of the other card games. I wonder why that is. I Maybe it I, has something to do with the relative complexity of it compared to games like Hearthstone. I, I've thought, too, it might have something to do with the fact that as an established brand, The Elder Scrolls has been around for 20 years. Yeah. A lot of Hearthstone players might not be 20 years old. Yeah, sure. I was going to say, I fully uh, think that it's because your really diehard Elder Scrolls fans are probably people who played like Morrowind and Oblivion. And that's yeah. that's just an, that's just an older crowd. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Sorry, I, I find all this data stuff in, like fascinating. Unlike Jarmer, like I'm not like a data guy, but like I, I love learning things. So like this is part of the reason I was super excited to have you on. So I probably have a million questions. That's yeah. totally fine. One of the things that I think is really interesting uh, is that, you know, your data said mostly from North America, um, but it was at like 62%. There is a part of me that wonders, since this was kind of circulated around the, the content creation community, if that does have an impact. Uh, wow. And I say this because, you know, there's a lot of uh, countries where their yeah. ban bandwidth might be different. And so they might not be like regular Twitch users, but still might be like heavy players, if that makes sense. Sure, that's fair. Um, I will say that based on uh, I, I distributed, I made the survey in Qualtrics and Qualtrics has a function that tells you where people got the link from. Uh, most people ended up getting it from the Reddit links. 
not to discredit the uh, the wonderful work that Paulo Diogo and Eolus did, but just that's what the numbers show. So if the if the Twitch viewership, depending on who's streaming, impacted it, I don't think it would have impacted it that much. I'm looking at. I'm, if you don't mind, I'm just enjoying comparing this to my own viewership data on YouTube. Sure no, thing. let's let's uh, make this more about you, Justin. Man, I it's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you understand how this works. Uh, so, I'm not going to add up all the Central American countries, but between the United States, Canada, and Mexico, that represents 39% of my viewership. Interesting. Yeah, that's what I was wondering, because I get similar... I have a lot of European viewers. I have... Um, yeah, Germ Germany is my second most represented country. Yeah, when I, I look at YouTube anyway. So that's why I was yeah. thinking that it might have just been the way this was circulated. It's interesting, though. Yeah. I wonder if incorporating a future survey, like, you know, if either of you wanted to, if you incorporated a link to the survey in the description of one of your videos, if that would change the demographics at all. I imagine oh, it would slightly. Yeah, I'd be happy to. Please just make sure that I uh, do that. Or Derek actually can make sure I do that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I want to talk about the the slide that I've got up right now, which uh, this is one of the four main components that I focused on in the survey. Yeah. This first one is uh, the visual design of it. So how did people feel about the overall look of the new client? And when I asked them this question, I also asked them to consider as, as part of this item, this is a little dangerous to do with survey design, but I wanted them to consider multiple factors of uh, the card art, the board art, and you know just the the general new aesthetic like the more galaxy look of the client and you can kind of see there's a large block of people who you know with the strongly dislike and somewhat dislike like that's that's 60 percent of people right there um <clears throat> what's interesting about this one compared to the other three sections that i asked about is that there is still some presence on the positive end of the spectrum so it leads me to believe that <clears throat> I personally really enjoy the aesthetic of the new client, and I've talked to a lot of people who have, but there were definitely a lot of... I don't know if there's a more polite way to say this, so I will say there were definitely some knee-jerk reactions on day one to the new aesthetic. And I, th I then saw a post later on Reddit saying... Well, you know, it's actually kind of growing on me. So I wonder how many of those people responded this way when they would have responded the other way in the future. Yeah, that's fair. So I, I you, you started playing in day one of closed beta. I started playing in like May of closed beta, like May of 2016. Mm -hmm. um, and by that point, like it looked mostly like it looks now. But it was just shittier. You know what I mean? Like, remember, like, that summer, like, the, the text changed a lot. The font sizes, the, the number sizes in particular, I remember changing several times. Yeah. Uh, and there was no uh, overlay on top of the scroll. It was just the blank scroll. And, like, uh, I remember <clears throat> at the time thinking it was, like, the greatest thing I'd ever seen. And then I watched back some old videos recently, and I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the small changes, like totally threw me for a loop. 
So I, I think there's something to like the knee jerk reaction, right? Like, uh, you know, like your first impression is not like going to be your lasting impression. Exactly. Um, and that, that's kind of, that's kind of why I opted after I gathered these results and, you know, just had a good hard look at them. It's like, I can't really, I can't really write up a full article and display these results as they are knowing that yes, these are, you know, uh, assuming, assuming that my survey design was on point, these are accurate emotions for that particular point in time. Yeah. But these may not be the best projection for how people will, like when the, when the dust settles, how people will feel about it. I think that's totally fair. I'd be super interested in this in like 30 days. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Actually like 38 days. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, I also uh, digging into the commentary that people left on this particular section. Uh, I wanted to I wanted to figure out what people were were liking a lot, what they were not so pleased with, and. You know, when when people were were speaking positively about the new client, there there was definitely a lot of appeal for the modern look of the client. But you know, incidentally, that also ended up being the same thing that people mostly talked about when they left negative feedback too. So, you know, some liked it, some didn't. Um, there were other other comments that came up a lot that you know earlier today before even getting onto the podcast. I went to go look and see, it's like, is this still an issue? Because um, Sparky Pants has been very busy lately ninjaing in hot fixes for various things. And, you know, one of the comments was that the some of the cards now have lower resolution art. And I, I can kind of see that on a few of them. But um, I wonder how prevalent that was on day one. What was your experiences with it? I mean, compared to day one, like I was streaming that night and uh, things looked considerably worse than they look now, but I couldn't really articulate how. I just know that they looked worse. I'm sorry. I know that's not useful. No, no, no. I mean, it, it is useful. Um, hey, Kitty. Charmer, what was your experience like? Did you Did you notice anything odd about the cards on day one other than, you know, obviously they're different? Um... I know that's a bit of a reaching question. It's like, hey, two weeks ago, after all these changes have happened. <laughs> I mean, my instinct is to say no, because nothing is immediately jumping out at me, if that makes any sense, right? Like, I feel like right. if I didn't actually notice it, then I would have actually remembered noticing it. But since since I didn't, I'm, I'm just going to default to no, I guess. Right. And, you know, like, that's that's kind of an example, too, of, like, why... I should do this again in a month or so. It's, you know, some of these effects have already, some of these attitudes have already gone extinct by now. It's like, I don't know this any, I don't notice this anymore. Right, right. That's interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, I also asked people about the sound design of the new client. And, you know, this, this included things like voiceovers or summon effects. Uh, the sounds that actions made whenever you cast them and people seemed particularly upset in this section um 
that 0.88% was actually the guy who got the voiceover job for New Ancano. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually wonder how much Ancano's different voiceover actually impacted these results because uh, I didn't write it specifically in this report, yeah. but in almost every single one of the comment boxes for what they didn't like about the sounds, almost everyone said Ancano. That's funny. I, I have to admit, the... I didn't. I mean, you know, the new Encanto is whatever. It it, it was kind of lame, you know, but like it wasn't like terrible, in mm -hmm. my mind. Uh, the one that I love is the ho ho ho. Oh my goodness! <laughs> like, I could, now I can't get enough of that shit. And and he says you're on my list when he swings too, which is just that was an intentional Christmas pun. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, but before we get too far off after the like graphic one sorry i was trying to fix the screen because uh chat needed their diapers changed i <laughs> i wanted to ask you because you were a closed beta player if you uh -huh. remember the visceral feedback that we used to get regularly when people would come try the game for the first time and say like how bland and boring the old client was because i do feel like there's a lot of people who played the game after a lot of the the changes that direwolf made occurred and they never got to one like see how bad it was and how many people like came and tried it and then left because uh like i'm not surprised that we have like 60 percent of the people who said that they didn't like the visual changes but that's because those are the people who tried it and liked it and then stuck around because it either didn't bother them or it was what they liked right so right. this is what i was saying last week whereas um like I just I have very like vivid memories of like August, September, October when open beta hit of like Reddit thread after Reddit thread of this this is dull, this is bland, this is boring. Why is everything so brown? Yeah, I I definitely remember seeing yeah. a lot of that feedback as well. And I kind of wonder if we are going to experience something like that again now where the people who do enjoy this aesthetic, you know, once once the client has stabilized a little bit, we've gotten a few more patches in, if we start getting an influx of people who really prefer this aesthetic over, you know, the like the the high saturation and vividness of that Hearthstone has where this has more more of a bit like a, a streamlined modern look. I will say I was a little bit jarred by somebody was trying to tell me that Nord Firebrands had a, had a new voice line, right? They didn't <laughs> they didn't say time to fight, and my hand was hovering over the uninstall button. Like I didn't even know <laughs> I didn't even know what to do. That's funny. <clears throat> the Encano one definitely broke me. Going in for lethal on day one, and then all of a sudden. I have many important things on my mind. <laughs> so fun, fun fact. Again, bringing it back to to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, the the uh, when I was recording the uh, sound that would play when people subscribed to my channel on Twitch, mm -hmm. I ultimately decided on me saying "Holy shit balls." But like the first thing I recorded <laughs> and then I, I tested for a while was me saying in the uh, like Father Despair creepy priest voice. I have many important things on my mind. <laughs> and it would and like Sandra heard it twice before she's like, Justin, like delete that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, let's all be thankful for Sandra's quality control. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what we're gonna do with her not being there tonight, Justin. I'm a little. <laughs> I'm a little scared for your well-being. Yeah. Well, so I have to be at eight o'clock. I have to be somewhere in the morning. I'm going through acupuncture training. Like I'm learning how to be an acupuncture acupuncturist. Because like I don't have enough, you know, things going on. Uh, so I have to be at eight o'clock in the morning, ready to fucking stab people with needles. It's awesome. <laughs> it's, By the way, it's next, almost... time I see, next time I see both of you guys, uh, free acupuncture if you want. Listen, I've already told you this. I'm not going to let you shiv me. I don't care what your previous experiences are like. You're not putting metal <laughs> objects inside of me. My whole life prepared me for this fucking moment, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I found a way to get paid for what I love. <laughs> I know you're a diabetic. I know yeah. you've got a lot of experience with needles. Just I not do. gonna let ya. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, man. Please continue. This is great. This is great. <laughs> no, this really is great, right? Like you can tell if if someone's a good guest, if it's gonna be a good episode based on like the just like the fun chat we're having, and like we can't can't stay on topic. This is how good of a guest he is. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. Um. <laughs> The, the difficulty is pivoting it back towards, by the way, let me talk about my survey data now. It's like, how do you, how do you segue into that? But so I'm just going to do it roughly here. Uh, sound design. Um, yeah, again, a lot of, a lot of negativity really came through with the sound feedback. Um, there were a couple of issues too, that. I haven't had a chance to check up on it again. This is this is probably one of the many issues that got ninja fixed with um, Sparky Pants now having the capacity to update things on the fly like that. Um, but with the mobile client, there was a major issue where if you had the game going and you tried to switch to like Spotify or something, then it just it just wouldn't play. Um, Again, that's something that would have to be looked at again to see if that's even an issue anymore. Probably something that's going to that was probably a high priority on their list, and it's going to get phased out in case whenever I run the next survey again. Um, beyond the aesthetics and animations, there were also the animations of the new client which again a huge sorry about that my wife just came home it's like what was that noise behind me <laughs> sorry i was reading chat <sighs> there was a large chunk of people that hi mrs warlock by the way <laughs> there were a large chunk of people who didn't feel so great about the new animations but you know the reasons for that, the, the reasons for liking the animations mostly were because of some of the new spell animations that came in, like Firebolt, and I know the one that CVH was the most excited about was the new Lightning Bolt animation, which I'm head over heels for. It looks great. But the, the thing that came up the most 
was this this feedback on picking up a card and dropping it into play. I think one person described it best when they said that it felt like the card, like somebody had put a little bit of water on the card and when you picked it up, it would just stick to your hand. It was difficult to let go. So I, uh, I, I've noticed that sometimes it does stick and it's uncomfortable, right? Yeah. It's a little awkward. Um, and actually, I don't remember noticing that the first couple days. That seems to have, gotten, in my experience anyway, worse. So, there's some stuff that, like, we tested in private that I can't talk about. But this is something that, like, was public at PAX. I'm sure other people experienced it, so I feel comfortable seeing it. Um, there was a time. So, like, the cards have, uh, like, a more physical presence in this version of the game. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Right? Like like yeah. it's it's hard to explain what I mean without an example. So um when they're in your hand, when you're playing them on the board, things like that, they like they represent like a physical thing in the Unity engine. And they have they have weight now. They like they do have like like weight. And I know that people are gonna say yeah. like, well, the old cards like felt like they had more weight. And I understand there's a difference between like feeling and reality, but um like they exist like as an object and one of the things that uh, you used to be able to do was as the cards were being drawn, so there, like there was that draw animation, um, yeah. if you were fast with the mouse, you could like snatch it out of the air. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> right? So like it would literally like the card would be coming up and like as it's rolling over from like face down to face up in your hand, if you were fast, like you could snatch it. And sometimes if you did that, but accidentally released your mouse, and you had enough magicka to play the card, it would actually play it. Like, it would drop it on the table. Now, I don't know, like, I am, I have no extra insider information. I, I don't know if this is why they are now a little bit more sticky, because maybe they are trying to combat people accidentally playing cards. Because th there's people like me, they click around, they do nervous things. Like, I'm drawn on the runes on the board all the time. Um, I could totally see somebody uh, having like accidentally played cards because of the way these cards render. And so I don't know if that stickiness is like a, a safety precaution just to prevent accidents. But um, it is something that like I, I just noticed. Um, it, it's interesting. It's definitely different from the old version. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think the I think the largest... <clears throat> or the best example of what players are talking about when they say that the cards lack impact. Uh, I don't know if this has been changed recently. I didn't notice it in any of my games earlier, but legendaries in particular have a very pronounced visual introduction whenever they're played. But there's something off about the sound. I, don't, I, don't, I feel like there isn't a big thud anymore whenever they enter the field. And I know that I know that definitely on day one, that was something that was very prominent. Like I, I would play yeah. Relentless Raider or something, and you know, she her voice line would cue up. There would be the the lightning crackle, and then when it came time for the card to hit the board, silence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <clears throat> I don't I don't know if that's on purpose or not because, you know, the old client right, we had those like big pronounced borders. Right. It almost mm -hmm. all the cards looked like almost like they were on like a metallic plate. Right. Yeah. yeah. So part of me wonders if like 
the sound effects of like when they hit the board were originally designed by direwolf to mimic that because they looked big and chunky is the the word that i would use right and if you want sound to match what it looks like you would have a thud there like you would expect that and these new mm -hmm. cards are supposed to uh, more closely mimic cards. So again, I don't know. I haven't had personal conversations with the people uh, right. about it, but it wouldn't shock me if, you know, the Wait, things that people... Fence people? Uh, yeah, about the sound. Like, I've had personal, but I mean about this particular thing. Like, I didn't say, like, hey, why is there no sound when I play the card? So... Okay, uh, okay. oh, I should, they can't see our faces. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so... I, I, part of me wonders if that is the case here, right? Because these are supposed to feel like you're playing... Uh, I, Morgan said in one of the interviews, for example, like a tarot card, right? And if I drop right. a tarot card under the table, it doesn't make a big thump and it doesn't look like a big metallic frame hitting the table. So um, I would expect it to be different if your design philosophy is different. But I, again, like I didn't, I didn't say... Uh, I'll be honest, like when I was playing the the test client at PAX or in our closed experience and, and things like that. Like um, I was more concerned with functionality than the, the aesthetic. Like I'll be honest, that, that just mattered more to yeah. me. So like, I didn't notice sure. these things. Well, um, when we were, when we were playing in the, I don't know, if the, what do you want to call it? The alpha or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like we were supposed to be breaking the game. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. I mean, that's what we did. I think I think the important consideration, though, is that even you know whether it's a a large thud like it used to be, or if it's some other sound, I do think that a sound needs to be there to provide feedback to the user that, hey, you've done something, and the thing that you've done has consequences. Like here's your here's your cue that you've done a thing, right? Yeah. And at the moment, or at the time, at least when the the survey was distributed for legendaries there was there wasn't that kind of feedback there was auditorily at least from like the initial play and there definitely was visually but something at the end of the audio just wasn't connecting i will say I, this is just sort of something that i've like kind of like been building up to saying like over the last like 20 minutes um i no longer like i have to admit like i i had pretty emotional reaction to like both the, the new client uh, itself when it came out and like the community's response to it. Mm -hmm. I no longer have like any built up energy about it. Like I am, I've reached a point where it's like, this is just the game we're playing now. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't bother me at all. The, the, when the, when bugs happen that crash my game or like fucking kill me, like I'm not, I'm not thrilled, <laughs> <laughs> right. but I'm also like no longer in any way upset about it. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm also the kind of guy who like gets used to things pretty quick. Yeah. 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 You know, again, I'm I'm gonna be parroting this throughout the night, but time will tell from the next survey. Yeah. How people well, feel. More about the sound thing too. Um mm -hmm. The more the more that I think about it, because because you I mean you're right. There's definitely something that just like wasn't triggering. Um and there's a part of me that wonders how much that is just like routine and expectation and the, the best way that i can try to describe what i'm saying is if you ever like listen to a song on repeat like i don't know a yeah. hundred times or something and then mm -hmm. you hear like a live version and there's like something you're waiting to have like click because the studio version is like the way you remember it and then 
um it's just not there and like it ruffles your feathers because like that happens yeah. with me and it's just because like i have this expectation right like i i've listened to this thing for for countless numbers of like minutes and hours and like i just expect it to work this way or um even little things like um like if you listen to something and like on the music video version like if you're on youtube or whatever and there's like an extra sound effect because of whatever story they're trying to 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 tell like it throws me off and there's a, there is a part of me that wonders like how much of that factors in as well because for many players they've put hundreds and hundreds of hours if not way more into playing this game and you get into that rhythm and then like you'll notice the little things even if you can't really like articulate it right yeah i i think you're right i think that there probably is a lot of uh violation of expectation that occurs when looking at new things in the new client it's like if if somebody was particularly attached to like what we were talking about the the plate feel that cars used to have and now suddenly this is gone for a more rustic paper look probably going to generate some serious reactants but e even worse so when there's not even something changed but in this case with the sound something that's just missing yeah <laughs> sorry i just got back from the bathroom <laughs> That's all right. I was wondering if the microphones cut out for a moment there. No, you're good. You're good. Somebody says in chat that I have Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> I don't know about that. I think that like a certain, I don't know. I, I just, I'm, I don't know. I just like it at this point, to be honest with you. I like the, the way it looks. You're before. wrong, Justin. You have Stockholm syndrome. Bethesda's holding you against your will and forcing you to love them. It's not at all your own free will to enjoy things. I mean, I, I, no, <laughs> you love it. You love it now. Wait, what? Oh. I just, I just said that I do. <laughs> That's right, you do. There are five lights. Put the lotion on the skin. Ah, not the hose. <laughs> This is where I hold my my little sign up and go. So data. Yeah, usability. Yeah. So <clears throat> this is the this is the last major content section that I focused on in the survey, where I wanted to ask people how they felt about using the client, navigating the menus, and actually this one was this one was the most positive one. Uh, most people either felt neutral about it or liked it so the thing here was that a lot of people talked about the the speed of navigating through menus specifically the 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 game itself there were definitely a lot of complaints about how you know the, the like we were just talking about the stickiness of the card and how difficult it was to play but as far as like menus of going into your settings and particularly navigating your collection menu super fast now and i've got to agree with that it is so much faster to build a deck now than it used to be yeah i think it's Would a lot agree? easier on mobile too just personally like it, with the old client um there were times where like i would want a theory craft and if I was on my phone, I would I would literally just type out oh, a yeah. list and then just build it when I got home. 
Yeah, I, I, building decks on mobile was the worst part of the game. Yeah. Hands down. Like, I hated doing it and would just refuse. It's, um, it's better now. I mean, there's no way around it. Yeah. Sure. And another thing that people pointed out, uh, and this, this also kind of ties into the aesthetics feedback that we talked about earlier, people really liked having the new dashboard layout on the front page where you've got your packs, your soul gems, and your gold all nice and neatly placed up there at the top so that you don't have to navigate into these different menus or different areas of the screen to find it. <clears throat> the chat, I'm, I'm sort of following chat about this. Some mm -hmm. people really dis, seem to dislike the new mobile client. Uh, I, I could not disagree more. I feel like the new mobile client is a million times better than the old mobile client in every conceivable way. Well, uh, a lot of people may or may not have been able to get in though, right? Like it's hard yeah. to really that, appreciate, that hard to appreciate the new mobile client when like your screen was falling asleep and so your assets yeah. weren't downloading or, you know that what I mean? That is true. I only got yeah. the mobile client installed on Thursday. I was locked out. Yeah, then. I'm apparently like the unicorn because uh, I was able to download it right away. Everything updated like I, I was playing um, and there's been a couple of times where like on stream people are like, I still can't get it to download and like I could log in and um, yeah. but I, I know that's not everyone's experience. I just didn't run into it myself. I'm, I I'm lucky. I had a similar experience as you where it was pretty easy to install on day one for me as well. And um, while I was thoroughly impressed with a lot of changes that were made on the noble on the mobile client, the noble client, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the one thing that I have noticed and I think has actually progressively gotten worse, I don't know if they're going to deal with this soon, is at least on the Android version of the client, the game is a massive energy hog. Uh, it will eat your battery alive. I... I have noticed that. I mean, like, I have a, a just like three weeks ago got a Note S9 or some shit like that. It's a really nice phone, and it fucking kills my phone. Mm -hmm. I I'm still on a Galaxy S7 with like a double broken screen, and my battery performance with the old client was abysmal. So mm -hmm. uh, I yeah, I have the, old, it... the old one was worse. I will say the old one was worse. I was gonna say like I I just haven't noticed a difference because like it used to be bad as it was so it's possible it's worse now i don't know i didn't look at metrics to like super compare i just i haven't noticed a difference because my phone is uh not not in the greatest place so yeah i i mean my, you can, you you can just... i'll mail it to you <laughs> i think my old phone's nicer than the one you got now <laughs> i mean i'm due for an upgrade soon but sweet I'm waiting. Wait, I, I'm waiting to hear what I need to play Blades before I make that decision. Ooh, excited for that! Damn, I totally forgot about Blades. Like with the new client and artifact and everything, like I haven't thought about Blades in a while. Got I'm, to play the uh, the demo at that at E3. That was very enjoyable. Can't wait for that to come out. Yeah, yeah. I played Blades. It's a uh, Skyrim on your phone. <laughs> Yeah, combat took a little bit of, uh, like, getting used to just because there wasn't, like, a super, like, they kind of just throw you in when you were at PAX or whatever. But once I figured it out, I was having a good time, so. Yeah. <clears throat> well, uh, that's the uh, that's the bulk of the survey content. 
that I had prepared for this report. There were definitely some other sections that I asked about, including a follow-up section on the now kind of long-running Houses of Morrowind feedback that I've been running since that's that's still the latest expansion that we've had. I figured it couldn't hurt to get a, a third uh, time reference point for how yeah. people feel about that. The, the short version of that feedback is just people still like it. People actually like it more now. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, numbers actually went up on that. So I remember um, like finding the your your the first time you did a th thing about Morrowind fascinating. Like the you asked about like uh, power level of the different houses, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And it was really <laughs> interesting to compare like week one or week mm -hmm. two to week you know month three. Yeah, that was that was really fascinating. Yeah, because. Uh, Initially, people thought that Palalu was going yeah. to be the weakest house, and <laughs> yeah, we yeah. know how that turned out. Yeah, Halalu actually, you know, just kind of speaking a little more broadly, like really went on a, a roller coaster in in the last <laughs> six months, right? From like yeah. unplayably memey kind of like deck to mm -hmm. the the more the deck everyone hated to now almost completely <laughs> absent again, right? But still really good. And on paper, actually stronger than ever, right? Because yeah. Drain Vitality's nerf is a much bigger buff to Halalu than Haunted Manor's nerf. Right. Uh, another one that I'm I'm definitely going to be watching with a keen eye is Redoran, because it's slowly but surely yeah. ticking up in favor. And I, yeah. I have a feeling that maybe not necessarily in the next... Uh, story expansion that we're getting, but maybe in the next pack expansion, yeah, Redoran is going to spike massively. I I don't I don't know why. I mean, Redoran has three archetypes right now that could get you to legend, right? Like the, ag yeah. the aggressive tempo thing, the conscription deck, and th a Doomcrag variant. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm also excited for the day if they ever decide to release the other five potential tricolor combinations because there's. There, there's one color combination in particular that I refuse to talk about because I have... I, I will say that it involves green and it involves Gentleman Jim Stacy, and I am <laughs> thoroughly excited for that combination to eventually come out. I assume you're talking about something that's going to take a back seat to the Tier 1 Unite the Houses deck that comes with the other three, the other five houses, right? <laughs> How's that going to work? Uh, blue, yellow, green. Yeah, blue, yellow, green gives you like yeah. thir thirteen magic a unite. Yeah, like, you can't stop it. Yeah, mm -hmm. all so, you have to do is is get there. Like it's way worse than the Nixox. There's no turn timer you have to fight. There's no prophecies that could maybe interrupt it. There's no turbo you healing yourself out of OTK range. It's literally just like, oh, I well, I, I win. Your opponent could hit your Jarl Balgruf with a with a mummy or whatever that thing is, um, which would make it a little harder. Well, but that's already like if it's in your hand, like that's the only yeah. way that it really gets stopped anyway, right? right? right. Is because if you've drawn it, then you can't pass mage into it. But if as long as you don't draw Jarl, like yeah. you you just win. So yeah. something will have to be done about that. Yes. But I've been saying for a while. I think you unite the houses is uh, it's a dangerous card. The one of the more problematic cards in the game. 
I said that on Twitter like four, three or four months ago, and I think it was Christian actually who said, "Looks like Justin just lost to unite the houses." I'm like, "God damn it, dude!" (laughs) (laughs) I I do agree, and I think you actually talked about this either in last week's podcast or the week before that, saying that unite the houses is problematic in that you know there's no counterplay to it. Your opponent just plays it for three, and then that's it, right? Yeah, this yeah. isn't this isn't magic where you've got counter spells that could be lined up. It's just right. Here is my win con. You just lose. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's even worse than this because you could argue like Vivek should stop it because in in most other games like a can't trumps a can, right? Right. But it right. even goes around Vivek. So, is that intentional? I wonder. Um, uh, I mean, I, I I'm about eighty percent that somebody asked Maricon about this when he was in a discord or something like that uh-huh. and he said that it was working as intended Ooh, i think yeah. i think i remember that happening i don't know we hung out like for a week with josh at our late and we probably should have asked him that <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i'm a little i'm a little curious about the slide here because i don't know how the sure. call, call of duty slide made it like we've been talking about card games and now i see stuff about timing and your reflexes and i see a scope which i assume is like a 360 <laughs> no scope there's data required for major recommendations, and I'm not even like a lieutenant, let alone trying to apply for major. So I'm really, uh, I want to know more about these next steps because I'm confused at this Call of Duty nonsense. You'll rise up someday, Charmer. Anyway, um, so Did rise up. Is the revolution here? I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> Woo! Rise of the machines. Oh fuck. <laughs> So uh, this is this is basically what I've been talking about throughout the entirety of the show tonight is that because of when I launched this survey, I really wanted to try and get the authentic first day reaction that people had to the new client. Yeah. When I was writing the survey, I didn't anticipate that the new client would launch with as many bugs as it did. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I love this game. I love the I love the new client, but I'm I will also be the first to admit there were a lot of day one bugs. Um, so I think that with that coupled with some of the things that we were talking about earlier about you know things that were missing, things that were changed, and how people react just to that concept alone, regardless of what elements are missing and what elements were changed, may have skewed the results. And sure, that's fine. What I'm planning on doing is, I I said here in this report that I was going to do it in mid-October, which at this point is next week. I think that it's more reasonable to do as you recommended, probably in about 30 days from now, maybe in mid-November might actually be a better time for the survey to roll out. Timing is going to be a little difficult too, though, because depending on when Isles of Madness drops, um, that could that could incite a history effect where people are just naturally excited about the game because, wow, there's an expansion out, so that positive emotion might leak over into other aspects of the client that I ask about and skew the data that way. So, with... When do you think uh, Houses of... Or, sorry, uh, Isle of Madness is coming out? I don't know. You said 38 days. Something would happen earlier. I'm not going to ever use a real date for something. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just curious when you think it's coming out. <laughs> um, 
Well, I mean, what we got the we got the confirmation on a Bethesda stream a few weeks ago that it was definitely going to be sometime in quarter four. So, I I'm actually going to predict probably early December. That's my prediction. So I think that if I if I launched the the revision of this survey in mid November, I think that's a pretty safe time to do it. I I think that uh, early December is a, a good safe bet because that assumes that they bought a bunch of hardware for Black Friday. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, that's uh that's all the data that that. I had brought to talk about today, but I'm happy to field any other questions that you have about it or any questions from chat too on the process for gathering the data or if there was anything else. Yeah, it's a good time to transition to the questions. We can do that. Rock and roll. I want to say thank you very much for presenting this information. I think that it's, uh, I think, I think it's really interesting, you know, um, and I think that you, you do the greater community, like, a huge, huge service with these surveys and things like that. A lot of people want to get out there and be personalities, and I think we could use uh, some more people like you. So thank you. Thank you. And it's it was really exciting to talk about it today, and I, you know, it was a little rough at times just because, um, you know, confession, I haven't actually looked at this data in about a week now just because I've had other contracts lined up, and I've also been thinking about other endeavors. But... Um, it's good to look at, and I think it gives us a good a good direction to look in the future for what we can expect going forward with the new client. Yeah, totally. Are some of your other endeavors uh, trying to become a Pokemon master? I can't help but notice the awesome Haunter back there. Uh, no, actually, uh, that belongs to, uh, to Mrs. Warlock, as Justin pointed out earlier. <laughs> well, um... She's I officially, I, I officially like her more than you now, because not only is oh. it not only is it she a Pokemon trainer, but uh, she has great taste in Pokemon. Ghost types are perfect for a man who embraces death like myself. <laughs> Fuck, those are Sandra's favorite types too. <sighs> well, when when you're a Justin Larson handler, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you gotta live kind of on the dark side of things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I I gotta say, man, Derek. Now that we're a couple episodes into season three of the podcast, <laughs> completely arbitrarily, <laughs> there's no one else I'd rather make content with than you, right? Because we 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 balance each other out, I think, pretty perfectly. And I so thank you. and I just also wanted to say that I am looking forward to having Joe back. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. So uh, we do have uh, question number one, and yeah. uh, somebody wants to know: Does Sparky Pants deploy stealth patches? It seems there are some major bugs fixing. Oh yeah, yeah they they come in. Yes. Um, some some of the stuff you won't even notice on your end. Uh, it's been explained that I think CVH actually said it during one of the Bethesda streams. But uh, in situations where it can be done server side then they just do it server side with basically like the equivalent of rolling restarts so that you have no downtime and it just happens. Um, there's a couple of times where on my phone I've noticed where I'll get like 
not a full go to the store, uh, like do an, an app update, but like I'll launch the game and it'll say like assets updating and there'll be like 30 or 50. Um, yeah. It's my understanding that CVH is compiling the list and that it will just be uh, like part of the next big patch notes thing because that was a request. Um, there is another big patch coming uh, as well. Uh, we don't have a date yet. CVH has not revealed it, but it is coming. Um, they're they're constantly working on stuff, but they 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 just want to get stuff like fixed and then move on to the next thing. Like they know there's a mountain of work in front of them, and they they're head down trying to get it done. We had another good question that came up in chat of when do you think that we'll get new monthly cards again, and what would we like to see? Uh. <laughs> Great question. What do you think, Arkham? <laughs> <laughs> well, if if I had to guess, knowing what I do about their development process, which Reed is none, um, <laughs> I think that we might get a new monthly for the new year from December transitioning into January. I think that's probably like the most generous estimate that we can get. As far as what we would like to see, I mean, we kind of already got the skeleton synergy card that that was our last monthly that I, I really, really wanted that to work because I want skeleton sorcerer to be a thing. I want it to work and I want it to be good. Yeah. It's not good and it's not working and it's caused me no end of stress, but it's, it's not um, good. What, have we gotten any, now that I think about it, have we ever gotten any Archer monthly cards? No. So, well, no. stuff that is like due in the near future um, would be like Archer, um, Mage. Mage, Mage War yeah, right. Warrior, like we got Sower, but that was a pretty long time <laughs> ago. Yeah, but um, Sower is huge. That's Yeah, I mean, it is. A powerful card. But yeah, it's like Archer, Mage, and what is it? Battle Mage might be the other one. Yeah. No, we we got a battle mage card. It was the uh, the dragon. Oh yeah, Frostkill Dragon. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess we did. Wow. Yeah. I mean, we didn't. Hey, let's be honest. We didn't get a battle mage card. <laughs> That's true. I, he's he's you nice to see in arena, but yeah, as far as I, constructed, I actually think that uh, Frostkill Dragon is one of the most perfectly designed monthly reward cards, uh, and that's because I looked at that card and had like a couple different decks that I immediately had never thought about playing that I played because that card was printed. Right. And for a single card to inspire me to spend hours making new decks, I think is pretty impressive. Does anyone happen to know offhand when, like what month, or if anybody has the client open right now, know what month that that card was released on? Because I almost wonder if that card's release coincided. It was like with... a week before Morrowind. Yeah. Okay, all right. Because I, I, I was thinking, I wonder if that card's release coincided with the creation of the mid-range battle mage that's been so popular the last few months. Uh, but if it was a, if it was before Morrowind, then no, because mid-range battle mage emerged like probably a good month after Morrowind did, if I'm recalling correctly. Yeah, I mean, like Merrick was a thing almost two years ago, but like it that that deck has been refined and. To what it is now, you know, Battle Mage has always had like one playable archetype and then like several aggressive variants. <laughs> you know so, what I mean? 
so to answer your question, um, like if we get a mage card, uh, I would like it to be something like, uh, you know, a shackle effect on a body. And then if you're shackling a creature that's already been shackled, banish it instead. Ooh. Right? You get the banish from the willpower. You get the shackle from blue. Um, How about they, a support that has, that has like two charges? I'm, no, we're not doing anything supports you. <laughs> you, you die. <laughs> Um, but I, specifically something to, to support, uh, like, cause that card, depending support, on the, exactly. no, 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 here, here, you admitted it. Um, that's the kind of card that depending on the body could support like a tempo style mage and or control style mage. Right. So like you would have to be costed appropriately, but I think that it could be kind of cheeky and fun. Um, Archer is kind of kind of tough because it adapted this like lethal playstyle for so long, and it it would be low hanging yeah. fruit to continue to support that. Mm -hmm. um, well, you remember, I mean, well, that's because the best Archer card ever printed is Clockwork Scorpion. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would say it's Archer's Gambit, but yeah, it, it is Archer's Gambit actually. But Clockwork Scorpion is kind of just like. I don't know. It, it, whenever I think about playing Archer, unless I'm playing Market Archer for the for the lols, it's because I want to play Clockwork Scorpion. I still associate Archer with Rage, Unstoppable Rage. Yeah, Clockwork Scorpion's a pretty good Rage target. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I don't think, know. I go ahead. I was gonna say. I think that. So, like, when you think about Archer. Um, I think that I would like to see more cards that like play up mobility. One of the cool things, you know, as we kind of kind of go down nostalgia lane, one of the cool things I miss was like yes. pre-nerf Dune smugglers, and yes. like I understand why they they made the change because oh, you, it, it was really really good. Before um, those cards were nerfed, I I remember I released a video where I said that you should play it in them in every deck. Yeah, because they were good. Yeah. Um, but it's just it's one of those things that like Archer's Gambit ties into and I think um, is is fine as far as like trying to support a little bit more of it. Right. Focus on more on like the mobility aspect. So I wouldn't mind seeing, uh, you know, something there because that falls right into red and green. Right. The push and pull. Um, you know, Justin was talking about what would you want for or like what would you cost a card that uh, pulls an enemy creature into your lane? And I jokingly said, like, oh, you mean grappling hook? But. Like yeah. that's that's the colors, right? Like, is yeah. uh, agility and strength are your movement colors? So, yeah, I think that would be like my baseline for what I would want to start with. What what abilities you give there? Uh, you know, I don't know, but I, I think I would start with the movement mechanic. I I do. I have a small concern. I mean, because I as a guy playing the game, the movement mechanic is awesome to exploit. Uh, as a guy facing against decks that run car any cards at all that move their creatures around, I'm pissed. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. not... It, it feels very unfun to play against. Like, I mean, one of the things about Legends is that, like, because there's no counterspells, discard, blah, 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 blah. Like, you you never worry about... You, ne you never worry too much about your opponent interfering with your plans, right? Which, you know, is... You know, has its ups and its downs, but when you go into games with that expectation, to have those expectations, uh, you know, kind of shattered by by lane change cards or by Hollow Death Priest, right, can be like a real feels bad moment. Oh yeah, I mean, like I said, the the original versions needed to be nerfed. Um, yeah. Making somebody yeah. like contest your lane and then 
just evacuating your entire board to the other lane and continuing to push um, wasn't like the way to go. Um, but I could, I could see something more along the lines of like maybe it's a defensive card, right? Like Silt Strider is okay, but maybe it's something that like is the reverse Dune Smuggler. It's uh, you know you pull a pull one of your friendly creatures from another lane to your creature, but then like you give it guard or something, or um, every time you move a creature. Uh, like maybe it's a creature when it comes into play, it moves a creature. And then every time a creature moves, you gain health or, um, or you ping something or, you know, again, I would just start with movement as like the baseline. Um, but then you just have to balance it appropriately. Yeah. Cause movement is like, let's be honest, like legends is about creatures on the board and lanes and being able to move between them while very powerful is also kind of like a hallmark of the game. So uh, it it's a little sad that outside of like shadow shift, we don't really see a lot of it. You know, what might be interesting for an archer monthly would be a creature that is sort of like, sort of like dune smuggler where, you know, it has a summon effect that moves it, but then also gives it a temporary pilfer effect as well. Um, I don't know if that would necessarily fit in with Archer's overall theme, but I don't know. I, I think Pilfer... The the Pilfer move a lane card, the yellow with the willpower one, that should not be a, a willpower card. Yeah. I, I almost feel like that card should be Archer. Yeah. I agree. That card is... Uh, I mean, it's not good. But I think that card is... At least during uh, when when the only set we had was the original set, I always thought that card was more playable than it looked. Feel free to make fun of me. <laughs> maybe maybe the Archer Monthly is a really expensive card, but when it comes into play, you move a creature and you equip it with a random item, like it's the Rothgar Archer. The Rothgar Archer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was setting that up, man. You stole my pun. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. <laughs> you knew exactly where I was going. I have talked to you every day for almost two years now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Warlock broke. He's got, uh, uh, he had some connection issues. He'll come back. Don't worry, guys. I'm gone? Well, on your screen, you're just. Oh, like, yeah, I see that. I'm just. Yeah. I can hear you, but <laughs> visually, you've had a stroke. Oh, boy. Fuck. Let's get rid of that. It's cool. I, I know acupuncture. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see if that restores it. <laughs> Rothgarcher. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking sweet, dude. <laughs> oh. All right, so this is the interactive part, guys. Any kind of dumb questions you got, throw them our way. Let's do this. Riverhold Escort, Shinara, thank you. So what, uh, while we're waiting for more questions, what is the future of Arkham Warlock's gaming experience going to be? Uh, well, uh, I guess I sort of mentioned this to you guys before we got started with the podcast, but uh, I, mean, I guess now is as good a time as any to mention it. I am going to start streaming the game soon. Um, That's amazing, dude. Yeah, so I've, I've kind of decided because of where I am in my... Um, in my academic studies, uh, the the way it works is that you know I have to 
go through a lot of courses and after while I'm working on those courses or and afterwards I have to complete my dissertation well yeah. I finished all my courses I have no more courses left to take it's just pure research from this point and what what happens after that is this weird thing where if you've been in school for so long in my case like I've only ever taken one semester off as a break you know yeah. from kindergarten all the way until this point yeah. I've always had that kind of structure to my day and you know it kind of degenerates a little bit going into college because you have you know certain days where you have classes certain days you don't now that's all completely gone the structure is blown <laughs> out of my day and you know between trying to find a job and you know getting what research contracts that I do get it, it, there's a lot of uh, chunks of time left in my day and I was like you know I could do something fun and maybe semi-productive depending on how well it goes with that time so i'm going to start streaming now that's awesome dude um are you gonna be ex like exclusively legends variety like what's the plan i think uh, he's gonna play competitive tableau <laughs> how fast that, can that's I whip that's a data joke that, justin sorry you're left out of that, that one that was, a, that was a very jargon joke there. Uh, Tableau <laughs> is a data visualization and analysis product. Yeah, uh, it tableaus. <laughs> oh, it does not. It, it's 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 just, an okay tool. It's just their their sales team is pretty leaves much to be desired. I'll put it that way. I've not had the chance to interact with them, so I can't really comment on that. But um, see, Maroon's yeah. <laughs> Dragon in chat knows what's up. Power BI greater than Tableau, but to be fair, they also have like the entire power of uh microsoft behind him so mm. if you haven't Again, checked that out i i would recommend it i'll just leave that in the bar here anyway uh but to answer the question no uh i i won't be exclusively playing legends i figure at the start it will be mostly legends um but i might also dip into elder scrolls online a little bit because i do play that quite a bit um when artifact uh, the in, in the NDA is lifted and uh, the beta officially starts. I I do plan on streaming that a little bit at least at the start, just so that people can laugh at me trying to make sense of it. Um, I heard, I heard and, you have a key. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, this awesome Derek guy gave it to me. Uh, yeah, he sounds like an asshole. <laughs> he is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um uh but beyond that mostly card games i think i'll also maybe stream magic the gathering arena for a little bit depending on how i feel with it i i think that wizards of the coast is doing a good job of listening to feedback uh, just recently in fact there's um they finally i don't know how to say this they gave you the other five two-color decks yes yeah, yeah i yeah. I don't want to say that they, they succumb to pressure because that's yeah that may not be fair to them, but uh, they they relented and they allowed people to get the five other pre-constructed decks that you could potentially get at the start of your yeah. uh, your account's life lifespan. I'm never gonna get those because I'm <laughs> yeah. never logging into fucking MTG or <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not logging in again. <laughs> I can't. I mean, never is a, a pretty strong word, but I, it would, it would shock me <laughs> if I did. 
Uh, Person of Secrets. I let my ESO subscription lapse because I'm not going to be doing anything besides Legends uh, for the next like 30 days because I'll be too busy. But in November, I'd love to. Look me up. There's actually a guild uh, for Legends players on ESO. So I was actually I was actually in that guild for a short bit, and I I left it for a a very silly reason. Admittedly, I, sh I should really request a an invitation back to it, but. In ESO, when you're part of you're part of a guild, you have uh, there there's five potential guilds that you can be a part of, and the the one at the top of your list is always listed as you know your first guild or G1 whenever you're typing in chat, and every time that I would try to talk to another guild that I'm very active in, I would always type in G1 to talk to them. It's like oh, it's the Legends Guild where. <laughs> No one's right. online right now, so yeah, yeah, yeah. screaming into a vacuum. Catching up on a couple of chat questions real quick. Um, somebody asked when Spell Sword will be meta or cool. Um, it could be meta and cool whenever you want it to be. Whenever they print the acupuncture card for it. Uh, somebody asked what's up with Twitch drops. Uh, they are just disabled everywhere. They come online during the official Bethesda stream, so like you can earn them if you watch that, uh, and then they go back offline. I've heard there's like the last couple of times an overlap period where even after the stream you could theoretically earn them, but like that's the gist of it. And there was one other question I saw. Um, and to, to uh, add to that, they're temporarily oh. disabled. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's temporary. They'll be back eventually, but in a different way. Uh, DTB, Dragon Tamer Blade, uh, asked if this is going to become the Fun and Artifact podcast soon. Uh, <laughs> probably not, it sounds like. It sounds like... Well, know. That's still up for debate, but... Okay, let's, ju let's just say this. We, we've, we've talked quite a bit about what we're going to do with Artifact. And we've come to absolutely no fucking conclusions yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I guess what I would say is um, for this podcast specifically, it would either be us covering both or still just Legends, and we see a lot of merit to potentially leaving it as just Legends, so I don't know there yet. But, I mean, we're, we're definitely going to do stuff for Artifact, but... Yeah. Um, there, there might be a fun and interactive team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Derek. <laughs> listen uh, i just yeah. need you to only play in one tournament justin yeah and it's the and million win. dollar one and win it because then yeah. you can win the first tournament and then be like all right do you guys remember that time i won a tournament for like the next two years yeah hey man <laughs> <laughs> hey i got nothing <laughs> somebody said uh i want this to transition from the best tessel podcast to the worst artifact podcast uh jokes on you we're also the worst tessel podcast <laughs> that's true that is very true we are um you know co-champions there we uh the the, the unified championship, whatever it is in wrestling, when you have all of the belts. I think there was a brief point in time when we were doing this podcast and 
uh, Jim Class Hero was doing his podcast. There was, mm-hmm. I think there, there's probably an overlap at some point. Yeah, there was an overlap because we were we were like one or two episodes into ours, and then we were guests on his, and that's when we did yeah. uh, like card reviews, right? For Skyrim. It, yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That's totally right. So yeah, for a while we were the just the worst, not also the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, that uh, that actually kind of makes me think about my website because right now it's, you know, kind of the only one that has uh, an analytics spin to it, but it's also only got, you know, one article up right now. Oh, one article and two archives, but so does that make it the best or the worst right now? I mean, that Team Rankstar website basically just carries my shit posts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> so, uh, Kazoo Croc actually just asked a few questions here. Um, are there any data to link drops in the size of the player base? Uh, I don't think that's information that we really have. Does an older crowd watch Twitch? Again, uh, that might be something that you two could speak to from, I don't know if Twitch aggregates that kind of, like the same kind of invasive data that YouTube does. And then would Twitch viewership correlate to player base? That one, I do imagine there is some positive correlation, but that would require access to privileged data that certainly none of us would have access to. Hmm. Speak for yourself, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, that's, that's true. I'm an outsider in the Secret Legends cabal, so... Uh, to be honest with you... Uh... I, it doesn't appear that Twitch, at least on my end, as an affiliate, is collecting the amounts of data that YouTube is. Uh, yeah, it's not quite the same. Like, I have access to, like, I, I recently got access to this YouTube Studio beta thing, um, and now I have even more intrusive amounts of data. I mean, there, <laughs> there's stuff that you can see, like, on a stream-by-stream basis, and it'll be like... Uh, you know, where did your viewers come from? So, I mean, there's like location, platform. Did did they uh, come from other sites? Um, did they come from other channels, right? Like, did they come from like uh, Nickel Queen or whatever? Um, views from outside Twitch. So like, but it's it's just on a stream by stream basis. And it's not it's not as deep as the youtube stuff is but it's it's there immortal king uh, at 36 years old you're about average for my viewership my my youtube viewership skews considerably older than the crowd that i typically associate with playing computer games to be fair like i'm also that age (laughs) but like uh yeah just to answer that question i think my average viewership is a little over 30 actually That's one thing that I probably won't get into is uh, <clears throat> YouTube. Is I, I I can see myself fretting over editing a video and trying to make it perfect, and then just you know crumpling it up and walking away in frustration. <laughs> the most successful YouTuber that I know personally definitely doesn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. 
I, I've actually I've wondered like if I put like ten times more effort into those videos, like in, into like how they look and like the editing and all that shit, like if I would see any sort of change in viewership. I actually think the answer is no. Mm. I don't know that there's any connection between the amount of effort I put into editing the videos beyond the bare minimum that I do now. Like I do, there are a few things that I've noticed, right? Like uh, videos with thumbnails get about 10 to 20% more viewers than videos that just have like my logo on them for the thumbnail. Um, but for the most part, I can title the videos, anything and uh, edit them as poorly as like I choose to. And like the, the numbers stay the same. <laughs> I think what you would have to do, Justin, like if you were truly going to be like, all right, let's give this the uh, professional editing treatment is like yeah. if you focused on your comedy and your antics and then you did some sort of like promotional campaign where maybe your videos were popping up in other communities, you might get people that watch you just for comedy because yeah. like, let's be honest, you don't have to play a game to watch somebody do it like i think you've said yeah. yourself like you still uh like watch a couple of like magic creators and hearthstone creators yeah. or whatever yeah, um I do. like there's because they're, because there's they're entertainers right yeah so i think that i think that you could do that um now whether or not the amount of effort required and marketing required versus the return is worth it is a different discussion but i do think that um you're capable yeah. I appreciate that. I, I mean, I actually am working on something like this. I, I think I've mentioned this on Twitter, and I know I've mentioned it in private to you. Like, I am actually working on, like, a comedy special. Like, which is going to be have very little to do with Legends in general. Uh, it's going to be sort of like a storytelling thing that's going to be like a live-action Hive Offender where I'm just telling ridiculous, untrue stories. I want to see you record yourself at, like, an open mic night where you're just doing, like the one man show thing. Like I want to see the equivalent of like Mike Tyson talking about his uh, life mishaps, but the Justin Larson version, you know, where you're like on stage and you're like, these are all the funny, but really sad things that happen to me. And you take people on an emotional journey and then you're like, and now I raise pigeons. Yeah. That would be, uh, I've thought about doing stuff like that too. Um, I certainly when like, for instance, like I, I've spoke at two high schools right in the last month. Uh, and that's connected to work where I go and I talk about my experience in prison and stuff. And that part of my life comes out there quite a bit, but it's always kind of a weird line in terms of like how much of that my channel becomes and how much of the channel is just totally grounded in me playing legends. So it's a tough, like, like line to walk. So chat's talking a little bit about, you know, some other content creators, um, you know what they what they make because i know disguised toast for example posted something about what streamers make and you know he's one of the top guys so he makes good money i actually when he was recording for that he was streaming it live and i was actually watching a bit of it because i was thoroughly intrigued um and that then led to some legends people talking about it on their uh twitter feeds which led to like justin and cvh and myself talking about it and um, just speaking from my own personal experiences, I did what I always do, Captain Derek, and I uh, immediately went to the self-deprecating humor, and I was like, <laughs> I think I've made like 500 bucks. And then and then they kind of like laughed, and I was like, oh, now I'm curious. So I went and I looked, and I was wrong, guys. And I'm here to admit it. I didn't give myself enough credit. Uh, I, for the last three years on YouTube, Lifetime have made... 400 bucks 
So I was only 80% as good as I thought I was when I was joking about my success, so. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw that. I, I, didn't know you, I didn't know you were, I mean, like I was part of that conversation. I didn't know you were going to say it aloud to everybody else. I mean, it's it's just, it's my part. So like, I'll, I'll yeah. I'm not going to discuss other people, but I'm, I'm more than happy with. Yeah. Well, I, okay. I wouldn't say I'm that's, more than happy with uh, well, discussing. That that's just your YouTube. I mean, that doesn't count for Twitch, for what we got paid to do, the casting and stuff. Like, Oh, no. I mean, all, absolutely. Like all the free travel. I mean, we've spent thousands of dollars of Bethesda's money flying around the country, too. <clears throat> yeah. No, all, all, that stuff's, all that stuff's amazing. Yeah. And I'll, just so we're clear, too, I am not disclosing how much I make. <laughs> oh, I, I know that you're not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Listen, dude, I'm still crushing you on Twitch. Are you? No, not even a little bit. I have 57 sub points. Yeah, I, I know. Sub button for two streams. I've uh, <laughs> I've never had more than 39, and I don't even have that much now. All right. <laughs> we'll see. You know, that's actually... Um... Also, hi, I'm still here. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's wonderful hearing you guys talk. Uh, that actually makes me wonder um, what time slot that I should be streaming in because, you know, my line of thinking is it should probably be at a time where I'm not competing with other people who already have a, a pretty dominant stake in the scene, but at the same time overlapping just enough to where we can help each other too, you know? Yeah. Well, that is a good question. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Um... I never, I didn't take into account anybody else's streaming schedule when I started streaming because I don't watch anybody stream. I'm just gonna. <laughs> yeah, my <laughs> best, totally my best advice, like, would be see when Matt and Link stream and try to pick something else uh, if you're really worried about that. Um, but if I'm being honest, the thing that matters more than anything else is just consistency, which is like I joke right. about it, but like I self sabotage myself because my schedule is inconsistent as I'll get up. Um, you know, consistency, you know, if you, if you can let your viewers know, I'm going to be here like rain or shine at this time from this time, right? Like yes, that matters that you, you, people show up for their entertainment if they know, like, which is really weird because we're in an age of like DVRs and stuff, right? Like live TV is right. kind of like gone away, but on Twitch, that schedule matters, man. I don't know what it is about it. There's a comfort of people knowing that like, hey, this is my like nightly routine. And if I sit down and like want to eat a bowl of cereal and watch my favorite streamer, I know that they're on like that. Yeah. That means a lot. So I've, I've noticed that in YouTube, actually, like uh, after th like three or four days in a row of releasing within an hour of the same time each day, uh, viewership picks up regardless of the quality of the content. Yeah. And then you know, it, continue, uh, it continues until I fuck up the, like the pattern. Yeah, I try to like always schedule mine so that they're releasing at 1 p.m. my time. Um, I, it doesn't happen because, like I said, my schedule is shot half the time. But that's all, usually my goal. Yeah. And I, I'm really excited to hear that you're joining the Twitch community, frankly, because uh, I think that like the the I, I actually in probably like my most like just like head on conversation like addressing of an issue yet with those hive offenders this week i wrote about how like 
in response to all the people like doom saying the twitch section on reddit like hey like nobody's fucking streaming the game like that's why there are no viewers that's why i'm coming in right now <laughs> right i mean exactly like you know we it's a self-fulfilling prophecy right because like i think that you like people need to get into it for the right reasons which is like you love playing the game and you want to be playing with other people basically and as long as you're doing it for the right reasons then like you're going to be part of the solution to the larger problem of a you know small twitch section i just stream on days that um survivor's not on <laughs> honestly like we just chose the days kind of at random so. see joe has the best schedule in the community he just nailed it he says i usually stream at 2 p.m every other month <laughs> we, we gotta get joe back on the show i know you're planning on replacing me with joe i, I get that season four <laughs> season four <laughs> i want to do a, a combo guest with joe that sounds wonderful that would be nice. Have we ever had two guests on the same show? Uh, we haven't because I don't have an overlay for it. So, like, I know <laughs> that that... I'm not saying that, like, we can't. I'm just saying, like, I know that we haven't done it because I don't have an overlay made for it. That's awesome. I... I want to do a live show once. Like, I know that we've done the PAX ones, and that's, like, kind of close. Yeah. Um, I, I have to admit that, like, there's a part of me deep down that, like, I don't want to be successful for the sake of being successful, but I would like to be successful enough to have an excuse to just get a bunch of people from the community to get around and do what we're doing now, but in person, right? Around like, table? yeah, yeah, I'm like, thinking, I'm thinking of the, the legend secret cabal that night in the hotel in the lobby when we were all drinking coffee and yes. sodas and we, we did all that stuff. Yes. Yeah, that was one of the greatest Legends conversations in history that's probably ever taken place in the real world. Yeah, I uh, I mean, between between the conversations we had there and the conversations that we had with people at the Master Series, it's just given yeah. me such a greater appreciation for, yeah. like, really getting good face-to-face -face time with <clears throat> members of the community. Um, I agree. We need Legends Con. Yeah. Actually, I was hyping that up earlier this week. I, I, hear, a... I hear Denver's nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but also New Zealand. Yeah. I had a I had a similar very positive experience just like getting together with with Legends people uh, when I went to E3. I got to go hang out with um, Ryan Chandler over at Tekken Junk, mm. uh, as well as you know CVH was there manning the mm -hmm. floor and you know mm -hmm. showing everyone the demos and stuff and just being able to chill with them and other people that came along was a, it was a fantastic experience. And I'm, I'm trying to find some way to justify going to TwitchCon in a couple weeks. Uh, my, uh, my wallet disagrees with me, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the reason I'm not going. Yeah. Yeah. I do think that if there's no like legends, like, you know, like one of the things that we've heard said is that like, you know, like the, the the convention season is kind of winding down for the year, right? Um, I think that if there's not a big like Legends get together sometime in the spring, the community should just sort of like pick a convention and go. Yeah, I say this is like a guy in his thirties with a full time job and no kids, so it's pretty easy for me to do this sort of shit. Right. Yeah, <laughs> but still. <laughs> 
Because, yeah, hanging out with people who play Legends is, like, the only better thing than, like, being part of a, you know, a YouTube or a Twitch or a, a f online forum, you know? Because it's, we're all just sharing in this awesome fucking game together. So, Joe says, let's have Legends Con in New Zealand while Aeolus is at TwitchCon. Uh, that would yeah. be PAX Australia, and I am ready. <laughs> if you're Absolutely. listening, Bethesda, I've, I've done events for you at a couple PAXs. I'm willing to go to Australia. Uh, I have a passport now. <laughs> I would yeah. love to do that while she is nowhere near. Yeah. <laughs> One of these days we will kick it with with uh, Aeolus and it'll be great. I, yeah, I mean, there's uh, a lot of awesome like Australians and New Zealanders because uh, in the Legends community we've got like uh, you know Pi by Pi who frequents uh, obviously Link uh, yeah. Aeolus uh, is awesome Gabu Ray Ray. Uh, Ray, Ray. Uh, I still feel like there's somebody else I'm forgetting now too. But there's there's a good group out there in the Pacific. Yeah, I'd love to go to Australia someday. And New Zealand is like, uh, what, like the Nova Scotia of Australia? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nova Scotia is the United States. It's like. It's like it's, it's like, nearby. They speak funny English. <laughs> it's it's like the Puerto Rico of the United States. Puerto Rico is part of the United States. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Travel from U.S. to Australia and New Zealand is super expensive. Sandra and I actually are already booking a trip. We're going to Mexico next year uh, to so I can meet a bunch of our family. Pretty excited about that. I haven't left the country in a long time. I actually had to... I, my passport was actually seized in 2010. and uh, Never 2012. And uh, I'm, a, I'm in the process of getting it back, so I'm really excited to do that. What part of Mexico, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, well, we're going to stay in Mexico City, but our family lives in... Uh, um, about 100 miles to the west of Mexico City. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Just real, you know, rural types. Mm -hmm. I'm excited, like we're like real Mexico, right? You know, like it's like you know, I'm like I've been to Tijuana, right? You know, right. <laughs> yeah, but not yeah, real Mexico. So, so uh, Team Defiance in chat asked, "Why are people streaming the game less now? Is it because of the bugs?" We kind of just covered that. Um, it's like a self fulfilling prophecy uh I, I mean i can't speak to why other people are streaming unless i didn't stream most of this week because i was not here i had to travel for work i was trying to not gouge my own eyes out so um but charles here has said he's gonna start streaming so that's not less that's more justin recently started streaming uh that's not less that's more um i don't know and my numbers are pretty good like there's people who want to watch people stream legends Yeah, Sophie hasn't stopped. Isn't yeah. like Link still going right now? Endozoa gave us a very generous host earlier. So clearly yeah. Team Rankstar people still streaming. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I made a joke earlier about how Team Rankstar publishes my shitpost. Team Rankstar actually, I think, has done more, as far as organizations go, more for Legends than any other group has ever done. Most likely, yeah. I think that like... It is so fucking cool that that website exists, that that community exists, that that team exists, and watching other teams sprout out, like sprout up after Team Rankstar like it was formed, has been super cool to see. Yeah, I mean, I think it's them. I think the people over at Warp Meta have done a lot for the community as well, just by making sure we have regular tournaments. Like, 
I, I just, I want to publicly thank them because that's what this game needs and they've been doing it for a long time. Um, yeah. Oh, dude, Derek. This December, or, or November or December, you know what you and I should do? We should host the Fun and Interactive Tournament Series. I'm listening. Yeah. Go we'll, on. Like, we, we, we can come up with some kind of interesting tournament format. All right, I'm out. <laughs> and I'm really counting on you for this. I'm, I'm basically just... <laughs> I'm basically just a personality. <laughs> like, uh -huh. I need... Uh, but we'll... Oh, I, I, this is going to be great. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. I'm excited. Fun and interactive tournament series. We can come up with our own draft format. I would love a draft format, like a competitive draft. We can do this. We'll figure it out. You heard it here first, guys. Derek is coming up with this. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. I might not even be streaming by then. You don't know. I quit what? daily. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Top prize is Charmer recording your voicemail message. That'd be awesome. You don't want that. <laughs> Have you been listening to this podcast? Yeah. Hey, somebody clipped me uh, uh, when I was streaming the other day uh, doing uh, an impression of you. Did you hear that? I, I didn't, but... That's pretty good. I, I, here's basically how it went. <laughs> Alright, guys. So tonight, we're going to be playing Midrange Sorcerer. <laughs> now, I'm really excited about this list because I went from two Siege Catapults to, to three. I think people are going to be very impressed with the amount of difference this makes. Hey, hey. <laughs> Let me let me give you some some tips here, some feedback. I like where your head's at. It's a good yeah. it's a good base, but if you're really trying to capture the essence, you need to up your Worm King's agent. Worm King agents. I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Look. I mean, like, I hate to say stuff like this all the time, but, like, Legends has been through a lot, you know? Like, for a game that's being published by fucking Bethesda, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, we, we, uh, we've never had a regular content release schedule, you know? We have had less than stellar response times on bugs historically and balance changes and stuff like that. And, and, like, what we were left with is, like, a really core audience of, like, very dedicated game players who are, like, super interested and super invested, which I guess probably accounts for a large part of the, like, you know, knee-jerk reaction to the new client. A lot of which, you know, a lot of which was totally, totally, I think, reasonable. You know, like, it was full of fucking bugs. But, like, we're just, like, six months of stability away from being, like, there you know what i mean yeah oh i like i was going off on this in my discord earlier man you know for everybody who talks about you know the state that the client is in now like i don't think you guys understand that like this game was in development for years before it was even announced uh 
back yeah. when Warlock signed up for the beta, right? So like he was in development for years before they even said, hey, this is coming. And then they still had uh, more time to work on the original version. And then they did a closed beta that lasted several months. And then we had an open beta that I think a lot of people don't remember. Open beta started at the end of July of 2016, right? And we weren't full release yep. till March of 2017, right? So you had August, September, October, November, December, all the way through March. That's eight months of open beta that this game had. Still no mobile client. We didn't get mobile client uh, until May, right? So that's 10 months after the game hit open beta that we even got our first mobile client, right? Um, so like, look, I know things are, are dire. Like we, we didn't get our first content release until December. Do you know how many people started streaming this game and then left because content wasn't coming out fast enough because like Madhouse didn't come soon enough. And then when we got it, Madhouse was 10 cards. Like Fall of the Dark Brotherhood wasn't until March either. That was eight months. We're in a content drought of six months. It was eight months from open beta to follow the Dark Brotherhood. That was rough. like there there's, there's been people saying the game is dead since before the game was even launched like it, justin's 100 percent correct this is not even close in my opinion anyway to the most dire it just feels like it because it's happening right now and it's urgent and there's a perfect yeah. storm of things but like it, yeah. things have been bad and then good and then bad and then good and then bad and then good and like it, we're still here like we'll be here yeah. until they turn the lights off that's yeah. the way that i think of it right like we'll be here until yes. they turn the lights off that's, That's what it exactly comes down to. And we're nowhere close to that point. Yeah. And there there were points like last year where I think Charmer and I, like I know Charmer jokes about trying to quit every day. Like he and I both talked about quitting this game last year. Yeah, that's truth. Because yeah. it was part of a big content drought again. Right. Yeah. And we're nowhere near that at this point. Yeah. Because we think... literally know what's going to happen. It's all fucking cool shit. <laughs> I think more to, uh, Allegedly. to point that <laughs> 38 days I'm, I'm watching um, <laughs> um, more to uh, Charmer's point that he made the discord earlier too is like yes we're in a bad time right now but that's okay and it's okay to be upset about things just in being upset acknowledge that you know, you have a negative emotion and then try to work through that and be like, what can I, what can I give back to this to positively influence this situation? What, what can I take from how I'm experiencing this and turn that into actionable, meaningful feedback? Because just sitting there and raging into an echo chamber isn't going to help. Exactly. I can't believe fucking Kavanaugh is going to go on the Supreme Court. <laughs> I feel you. We're at the. Uh, this I, is this is the uh, the interactive after dark part of the podcast. Well, right? no, I was just laughing because like I was like, is that going to be our new good times? <laughs> Look, the like the elections in thirty days, thirty one yeah. days. Assuming we have one, we might need to grant emergency powers. Look, I've seen Star Wars, all right? <laughs> I know how you make a chancellor into an emperor. <laughs> With thunderous North, North, North Korea throws out some threats. We say it's no time to have an election now. We need stability. 
And then suddenly yeah. Chancellor becomes an emperor, uh, emperor, emperor, whatever. I can't even talk because I know, I know that we're building a Death Star. That's the reason we have a Space Force coming. It's happening. Space Jesus is here, wrote. <laughs> Our democracy Our is currently the content drought. <laughs> Hold on, I want to continue this conversation. We should wrap up the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, last last call for questions. We get uh, we get one more. Who wants who wants to get the last question in? This is the worst episode of Chapo ever. <laughs> Will Monk ever win attorney? Um. Sunday's... I mean, if you yeah, go ahead. If you if you count Lalu as like stealth carrying Monk through, then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just Monk with Ash Berserker. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, that's a good question. What? That, maybe an, an interesting question is. What kind of card does Monk need? Whether it's a Monk card or not, you know, what does Monk need to be playable or better? Mm. I think I think it's I think you can easily hit Legend with Monk. For sure. I think that uh, you know, like a, a control Monk list, maybe an Alter Monk list. If if they had like a a card that was one Magicka, and you could like upgrade it so that it gave like the whole board minus two minus two. Yeah, that actually was uh, pretty helpful when Monk Control was a thing. Yeah. Here, here's the answer to the question. Will Monk ever win a tourney? The answer is yes, because it turns out the fun and interactive tournament is only Monk lineups. Nice. Bring all oh, your monks. Geez. We'll see who the best monk is. Justin will it. dress up like a monk. Yes. I will I cosplay as the character monk who is a germaphobe. And... Holy shit, you are monk. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you are that guy. Oh, shit. For also, I love that show. Yeah. So there you go. There's your answer. I, one last one. I know I said one last question, but uh, DTB asked, "Is a taco a sandwich?" And I think that's the best question to end the podcast on. No, that's super super Eurocentric of you. <laughs> <laughs> I saw an image. I saw an image a few days ago that was an align. It was a D and D alignment chart with uh, taco being a sandwich was down at chaotic evil. <laughs> And, uh, I, th I think it was like true neutral was um, an ice cream sandwich. It's like so. Yeah. <laughs> let me let me start by saying: Do you either of you think a hot dog is a sandwich? No. 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 Really? Not. Yeah. All right. I guess I'm in the minority. I think I think hot dogs and tacos are sandwiches. Somebody asked what the least viable class is. I think I mean like all jokes aside, but also jokes. It's spell sword. Really? Yeah. I, I, I don't know on what planets any spell sword deck of any kind, except maybe like the nuts off of a token straw, uh, in which case you'd be better off playing Crusader, beats a conscription deck. And you think that spell sword is in a worse place than monk? Yeah. Hmm. Because. If you're like if you're comparing the two controlled decks, because I think monk tokens is better than spell sword tokens. Um, if you can compare the two control decks, I think access to um, eclipse baroness is just pushes it way over the top. 
I don't know, man. I lost to a pretty good uh, Spellsword Dwemer deck the other day. The person was like top 50 on the ladder with it. Hmm. Spellsword is a great place to Dwemer. Yeah. Yes, it is. Hey, Trader Joe agrees with me. He's a he's actually a good player. <laughs> I don't even record videos with Spellsword Control. <laughs> well, I know what to do on day one of the stream. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I've been playing Lich's Ascension for the last couple of days. I'm sorry. I didn't realize that they renamed Slay the Spire. Did they? Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I have been playing more Slay the Spire than anything. So Derek and I are Steam friends, so we can see what each other's playing. <laughs> mm. Yeah. All right, well, th thanks, for, uh, thanks for coming. Yeah. This is a, a great show. Happy to have been here. Yeah, we got we definitely got to have you back sometime. I really hope we get a kick it at some kind of Legends event in the future. Um, and, and I look forward to uh, your stream debut, man. Thank you. Um, as soon as I figure out a set time for that, um, I'll post it up on Twitter. Sweet. I'll retweet and... it. Yeah, oh, me, boy. <laughs> me too. And, and next time you have a survey you want disseminated, uh, let me know and I'll, uh, I'll get it out to people. Yeah, I will Absolutely. also inseminate your survey. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. On that note, guys, see you on the ladder. <laughs> see you on the ladder.